Hey, listeners, welcome to Young Black Travelers Blogcast. We're going to kick off season four with our founder, Asher, and our special UK guest, Jerron, who'll be talking more about his recent travels to Nigeria. So stay tuned. Listeners, welcome to another season of the Young Black Travelers podcast. We are in season four and we're so excited to start these conversations with you again. We had an amazing season three with our Black Lives Matter conversations. Um, And we're sure that season four would be so much more insightful. Well, today we have with us, joining us from across the pond again, um, a dear friend that I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. Come on. Hey, nice to have me on board, man. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Joran. And <laughs> like you said, I'm, I'm based here in London. Um, I've, no, I've known, known you for a while now, Asher, isn't it? How long yeah. have I known you? You know what? I, I actually can't put a time on it, but it's... Probably over I feel like it's back maybe two thousand yeah, maybe almost coming up to ten years. Coming up to ten, 10 years, years definitely. 2011. <laughs> because that's when you were in New York. Um yeah. because you did your semester I abroad. Tell 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 the listeners about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was fortunate to kind of like study law over in New York for a year. Um yeah, yeah, it was it was a good experience. That's when I it was my first time stepping in the states. No, mm. actually, no, the first time stepping in New York. But um, I'd been to different states in in America. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was a great experience. I made some long time friends <laughs> that I, I value and appreciate. Yes, yes. I mean, those were some um some great days. Um, I remember them. Um, <laughs> even some of the they connections um, we 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 had at that point. Um, I, I, your Brooklyn Back Law School church, friends. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember going to B Tab with Leanne. She's she's a lawyer now, eh? Um, I, um, yeah, everybody um, kind of like all my friends went on to practice there. Yeah. Wow. It's good, wow. It's good times, man. Good times. <laughs> Definitely good times indeed. And so, you, uh, yes, you're based in the UK. Um, you're actually originally from, well, you're based in London now, but you are yeah. actually originally from Birmingham. So can you tell yeah, our listeners right. um, what what is the difference between like the Birmingham lifestyle and maybe the lifestyle in London? How, how long is the commute? <laughs> Okay, there's a few interesting questions. Um, the commute from London to Birmingham is about an hour, hour and a half. You know, mm. But they're they're currently um, trying to get this HS2 train built to kind of like shorten that time and make the commute between Birmingham and London a lot shorter. Oh wow! But yeah, um, it's Birmingham. Birmingham is is a slower pace. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I I kind of liken it to. Not the countryside. That would probably be a bit extreme. Um, gotcha. It's definitely, it's definitely building up in pace and getting more kind of like progressive and is a, is a big hub for kind of like business. Um, hence the kind of like wanting to have this uh, high speed railway connection built. Um, but yeah, London is it's just that that fast pace. Everything's happening. It's 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 the buzz of London that 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 for me that makes it really attractive. Well. We're talking about pre-COVID now. Everywhere's the same, same speed, isn't it? Like, yes, yes. It's, 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 it's no speed at all. So, but yeah, I think that's probably the two main differences. And for me, like Birmingham's family, and you know, that's that's, that's the type of um, like feelings and environment that it, it brings up. It's, it's going home and spending time with family and mm. and um, just having them home comforts. Whereas like London's that hustle and bustle. Like let's let's make some money. Make some money, London. It's yeah. kind of like New York City and probably one of our smallest suburb or um, smaller cities. So maybe like a, a New York City and maybe somewhere upstate that is not too. I, I would know. I wouldn't like London. Maybe Albany, upstate. like Albany, right, or Rochester. Well, not, no, that is all not the way from Albany okay. and Rochester. No, um, <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's a similar energy to New York City, except Birmingham. For it's 
No, sorry, not Birmingham. Yeah, oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about London. Oh, no, no, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm comparing well, both of them. So, like, you know, like a New York City to probably Albany. Albany is the capital of New York, but it's small. It doesn't have that New York vibe, the NYC vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would, that second city, yeah. That, that second, second city, city, like, that. Um, it, it has stuff that's going on, and, and mm-hmm. you can definitely have a good time there, but... Um, you know, London is where it's happening. London is where it's happening. I mean, man. I sound like such a sellout. I love Birmingham. <laughs> I, I always do. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a Birmingham at heart, boy. Um, I just like to be where that action's at. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, I always... Um, I remember the last time I was in the UK and you and I had this conversation about um, just the different accents. And for me, accents are so interesting, right? Because... I personally can't differentiate between, let's say... Uh, oh, because your ear's not sophisticated enough. And that's that's what on, you like, said. And you should know this now. I think you've got enough UK friends to, to, to identify. But you know what? I won't be able to... Like, the, my UK friends, I can't say between... Well. The, I can't say between them that I hear the differences in accent. If someone oh, I think shame. maybe from... Maybe the South, like I, I would hear those big differences, but like a, a, a Birmingham, South, London, South of, of London. Oh, no, oh, you've got to um, start. You, gotta, you can't say that. <laughs> you really can't say that. There's such a huge difference between Birmingham and London's accent. Like, really? It's a huge difference, actually. Like, okay. It's, 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 um, I'm not, and to be honest, this is, I sound like such a Birmingham hate. I'm not the biggest fan of the Birmingham accent, even though. I have one myself. I have nuances of it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, like, I feel like the Birmingham accent has more of a melody to it. Like, whereas a London accent is more monotonous. Like, it, 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 yeah, if that makes sense. I think that's how how I can describe the difference. Okay. But um, I feel like you as a singer should definitely hear <laughs> the differences in, in dialect between Birmingham and so based accent. on what you just said I am going to start to now listen based yeah, for, a, for a melody or just a monotonous type tone and maybe so, that yeah. could be the thing that is telling to me but Birmingham Birmingham accent tends to have an upwards inflection at the end of every like sentence there's like and uh, yeah there's yeah there's, there's there's a like I said, there's a, a a melody, a sound to it. I that's how I put it. Um, mm. I think it sounds more colorful, but um, it's not. It's often not seen as like I guess the uh, the sound of corporate or or um, what you would expect in like I guess a, a professional environment. Does that sound <laughs> probably sounds bad, but um, yeah, that's how that's how I see it. No, I mean, listen, I. And I wonder if a lot of Americans or people who are listening to us in South Africa, Brazil, I wonder if they would be able to tell. But that would be an interesting experiment, right? I think I've bet- defi- you think they would be able to tell. Yeah, I've definitely met people who can tell the difference in accents, 100%. Oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just a matter of attention and how attention to detailed are you. Okay. I can tell the difference between American accents. And I'm sure you can tell the well, difference. Well, I think that is quite easy. As well. I mean that is easy. I mean, it's tell it just uh, as easy as sure. Okay, I, I I'm <laughs> I'm gonna start easy. listening, and maybe we need to do like a a, a, a put two um lot British people together. Maybe a person from Birmingham, <laughs> a person from London, a person and the, and the from. And the episode can be start listening. That's start what listening, and start let's let's listening. let's pick it out right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got you. But yes, um, we also know that um, obviously we we had a podcast on this um, BLM from a UK perspective. Um, so mm-hmm. what is the climate now in the UK um, surrounding um, probably protests? I mean, I know th- this is months later. So yeah. has I it think, died? I, I, I wouldn't say it's died, um, but I think there's there's definitely there's not as much media coverage about what's happening, I think, at the moment, but there's definitely still people mobilising and people kind of, like, putting their heads together and and kind of, like, strategizing how, you know, um, the Black Lives Matter movement can can progress and continue. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, like, and it's the unfortunate thing with, with, with these kind of, like, situations is that, you know, it gets that global spotlight for whatever attention where the media feels um, it, it can it, it 
allocates that time to it mm. and then it kind of dies down but just because it dies down from the media's attention doesn't necessarily mean that it's forgotten amongst especially amongst the people that have it Makes you know sense. that's close to their heart so mm. yeah that's where but i do think that um the pandemic puts a a difficult um kind of like twist on things um i know from my perspective just kind of like being an asthmatic being a part of the protest wasn't like my my way of of, of contributing okay. i had to I had to look up at different like capacities like whether it's what my work was doing or um you know when it was signing up to a petition like just just other other means of of i guess supporting makes sense makes sense health does come first and um yeah that that is definitely true um so yeah. other than um i this podcast is going to be a lot about your your, your travels to Nigeria recently. Yeah. But other than that trip to Nigeria, have you traveled to any other country during this pandemic? Has the pandemic shut you down like most it of us? It shut me down, man. It <laughs> shut me down. I'm grieving. I'm grieving. It shut me. Um, I was going to go to Amsterdam in like August, but then that got, um, unfortunately, that got um, kind of like changed, cancelled. And then... Um, and and I, was, I guess I was fortunate because I was able to travel to New York last year in the uh, end of Jan, beginning yeah. of Feb. So I was there for a few weeks. And then, yeah. but then that was before like, you know, lockdown started to really happen. And then, mm. and I went to Paris like the week before lockdown happened. Mm. Um, so other than that, I didn't have any kind of like traveling. That's why going to Nigeria at the start of this year was like really something i wanted to pursue make sure happened <laughs> thank god it happened um how was yeah. um i guess I, in the next segment i'll ask and talk a lot about that experience but you also mentioned mm -hmm. that um you you were supposed to go to amsterdam so is mm -hmm. amsterdam that city that a lot of uh people from the uk frequent uh yeah <laughs> Uh, why does this feel like a loaded question, Asher? <laughs> no, it's it's not a loaded question. I know and we're gonna have a podcast on this. It was a loaded experience for me. But <laughs> was it a loaded? Okay, it's, but, it's, it's, uh, lo it, it's normally a loaded experience when I go to Amsterdam to myself. <laughs> but but is it is it like a, a quick getaway for a lot of people from the UK? Um, because the flights were pretty cheap. Yeah, I, I mean, it's easy access. It's you know, it's easy access to Amsterdam. Um, I think it's, it's you know, it's a certain type of person that 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 will you know go there um, frequently. I don't, I don't think it's something that like people do all the time. To be honest, here, not mm. I guess in the in the circles that I um, roll with, I don't uh, I don't think so. But then, yeah, I do have friends that that do go um, yearly. Um, it's, it's Amsterdam is, is, is there's, there's an energy and a vibe. I think different cities and different countries have have um just have an energy about it, and mm -hmm. Amsterdam has a real cool um a cool vibe to it, and I I, I enjoy when I go there. Oh. What the, how did um what was one of your favorite things about Amsterdam? Ooh, um, <laughs> I think you know it was just a fun city. I would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun city i think it it, it is the, it it blew my expectations of what people okay. um especially when it comes to prostitution right it, it's okay it's not a glorified thing it is a glorified thing in a sense but i just think it's, <laughs> you, you, it's normal it. it's normal right yeah um because here i think i live in new york i mean i don't think i'm seeing prostitutes in the window Oh, you're just um, not looking in the right places. No, we, we don't have a red light district. <laughs> we do not have a red light district. But I think New Yorkers would frown on something like that, right? But it's oh, something... openly they would frown, but secretly they're going about their exactly. business for what they want. So. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I love about Amsterdam because it's a very, very openly, very open like liberal country, um, and a city, and mm -hmm. um, and. And you know, there's like I said, there's an energy about that with the people. Like it's not a judgment um, yeah. frame of uh, of mind, but really kind of like just live your best life and, yeah. and enjoy. There's no so, pretense. It's it's hundred percent. It's, it's 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 what you see is what you get, which is 100%. what I actually enjoyed about it. 
And, and what I, you pay for is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Gerard. Okay. <laughs> we know you have gone into a lot of those. You have knocked the weight. Well, how do you do it? You knock it or what do you do? I don't know. No, what, what we are not going to do is that <laughs> I have, no, I have, I have very relatively little experience with the red light district. Gotcha. And it's definitely not paying for sex. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of people do walk by and, and just see, which is which is what I yeah, think I most people do. Through. Yeah. Seen a peep show or two. Got you. <laughs> but um, but was, good. And that, and that was just to, to experience the city, right? You want to experience the fullness of what Amsterdam has to offer. And I think most travelers, honestly, when you go to Amsterdam, you should. You should walk through the red light 100%. district. It's, it's, it's like, it's not this taboo thing honestly it's just a normal thing you just walk through and it's whatever literally yeah <laughs> it's whatever i wonder if i wonder if they wait um if they're wearing masks <laughs> are they still open in that side oh well, yeah they're probably not open right that would be uh, oh I, I need to look into that wow it's, wow okay <laughs> i'm sure they're closed i'm sure they're yeah, closed um or if they're open it's probably like there's probably no sex work it's probably just vis uh they're at the window or just stuff like that <laughs> just a peep show just a peep show but yeah <laughs> but we're gonna take a break now and then when we come back we're going to go into the main conversation again duran is our first guest in this new season and yeah we're gonna talk to him about his trip to nigeria so stay tuned Welcome back again to the Young Black Travels podcast. Again, I have with me today, um, Joran. Joran is talking to us from across the pond. And we're talking to Joran today about his trip to Nigeria. So Joran in Nigeria. My guy went to Lagos, was it? Wow. Okay, so let's start off. what was the experience traveling to Nigeria? Let's talk about the plane experience. The travel to all the plane. Um, um, yeah. Interesting. I feel like I have to give a bit of like the backstory of it because um, essentially I was meant to be traveling with my friend who um, the both of us were meant, were, were meant to travel together, but unfortunately she wasn't able to travel um, same time with me uh, because of COVID. And um, mm. so I was traveling by myself and, um, you know, when we booked this flight, it, we booked, instead of buying straight, um, we booked kind of a layover. Um, and you know, when you, I, I didn't, I normally don't book layover flights. I normally go straight because um, I don't really like long haul flights. But um, I thought I'm gonna have, you know, traveling with my friends, so it'll be fine. Um, mm. We'll be together. But then, um, so like I said, she wasn't able to travel, and I did my COVID test and everything like that, and got my results back. Uh, you have to do seventy two hours before flying mm-hmm. um and i got to the airport and then this is where kind of like the whole experience started because um essentially the reps at the airport i, I was flying with qatar airlines and they told me that i need to fill out this new form mm-hmm. um which was the beginning of my frustration because with that i was just like why wasn't an email sent if this was a new form that you know i need to fill in before going and whatnot mm-hmm. but i don't think it really was exactly a new form but that's what they told me Mm-hmm. And it was essentially you just had to uh, fill in your details, and it was like a permit to travel uh, document. Where at the bottom of it, you it would say whether you've paid for a COVID test whilst you're in Nigeria, because you need one booked um, if you're staying. You need to book one on, um, if you're staying for seven days, so on the seventh day or longer. And I needed one anyway to fly my back on that airline. Mm-hmm. And I think the rules now, anyways, you just need it regardless. So, yeah, this was all changing, and and I filled out the details, paid for it, but the document came back saying unpaid. Wow. So I, I saw that, you know, it's got out of my bank account. I have a receipt invoice from the test center saying it's paid, but this document says unpaid, and um, and the air the airline reps were saying I can't get on my flight unless this document comes back as paid. <laughs> uh, so I missed my first flight. That that was that was my uh, the beginning of the journey. And oh, um, wow. yeah, my friends and I kind of like sorted out to get on another flight the next day mm-hmm. to travel. Wow. And yeah, 
because that document came back then same page so i was able to travel <laughs> so that was the beginning of it but yeah the flight there was cool like I, no complaints um Qatar airlines uh the first flight was socially distant i had the whole kind of like aisle to myself it was it was it was a pleasant experience um mm -hmm. and then you know Doha airport international airport is 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 a nice airport there's a lot of things to do there and shopping and whatnot and i i just kind of like chilled in the business lounge had a few drinks and then got on my second flight the second flight was same with Qatar Airlines, but a bit more different. Now this one was packed, oh. um, which I was surprised about because you know I'm I'm there thinking you know this airline's good, but they're they're socially distancing everybody across the seats. But you know this was packed. We were rammed up. Um, they brought everyone from all over the world, br brought them to it, Doha, and then shoot them off to Nigeria. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I think it was that kind of like connecting airport. Um, so that was a bit more, I think I was just a bit anxious, to be honest, again, with COVID. Um, mm -hmm. So I kept, you know, I mean, you have to keep your mask on regardless, and yeah. except for when you're eating. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, and, and you know, I made it to Nigeria, and then um, I was kind of, like, picked up from the airport, which was which was good, and that was the start of the experience. Wow, um, wow. Okay, so how, yeah. how, how was the, um, so where did you stay? Let's talk about that. When you were in Nigeria, what 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 neighborhood were you in? Lekki? Were you in uh, Banana Island? You were in Lekki. I was in Lekki. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lekki is supposed to be known as the high class party type <laughs> good area, you know. So tell us about yeah. Lekki. It was Lekki was good, man. Um, you know, I feel like Nigeria is it's it's definitely about you know being connected with people who know the land. Like you, like you have to be, and I, and I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm connected with some awesome people that I mm -hmm. met at university, and, um, and they, like my uni friend's name's Alfred, and yeah, he was just a fantastic host. Like, yeah, we, I was picked up from the airport. We had the driver that came. We went to, um, to the Airbnb. It was an Airbnb. It was in Lecky. Um, wow. It was a beautiful Airbnb. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't fault it. I can't fault it. It was, it was, it was a good experience, and. Yeah, it was. I was taken about, um, like I said, with my friend, and and we went to restaurants there. We checked out. We always ate outside again because of COVID. But um, yeah, <laughs> it was it was a good it was a good experience. I can't I can't fault it. It was, and like I said, it's definitely down to to um, knowing knowing people there who who understand how to operate and and you know move about in Nigeria. Wow! Wow! Okay, wait, wait. So let's. Uh, rewind just a little bit. Okay, yeah. Was it Alfred who got married? Yes, yeah. So, okay, there, there's a story. I mean, because like, wait, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Alfred's <laughs> business on, on, on no, on no. Podcast, I, I'm just but, trying to figure out if I met Alfred. Was he the one? I, yeah, you have you have at Nando's. Him. Was it at Nando's? Yes. I don't remember where it was? But I met Alfred though. It was at Nando's. Yeah. You definitely, I think you definitely met Alfred. Oh my you God. Did you go to his house? Did you go to his house? I don't think I went to his house. I I met him at Nando's and I remember Alfred was just a really, at that time, ready to settle down and look. I, I mean, Alfred's a serious guy. And oh my God. Like, yeah, he's always been a serious guy. <laughs> Ooh, um, wow, I'm so happy. Yeah, and he found, and he found, he found his, his, his fiance, who's, who's a beautiful girl and, and yeah, the 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 time and not, but unfortunately, I mean that was postponed again because of COVID. So it ah. was it was it, the wedding <laughs> didn't go go as scheduled as planned. But um, you know, hopefully it, it, it's going to be rescheduled. I'm, I'm and I'm waiting to hear what like next plans are. Wow, because um, I would love I, I would love to go back. I mean, I've always one of the things that between you know Alfred and I, I've always said that I wanted to go to his traditional wedding when when it happens. Oh. Um, so, so that was that was my first attempt to try and and get there, and yeah. So it's to be continued. To be on that. <laughs> I so unfortunately, the questions on on experiencing and I um kind of like my first traditional wedding is <laughs> gonna have to. That's gonna have to be part two. Part two. Wow. Okay. So you did not experience a Nigerian wedding. <laughs> nope. I've got my outfit. Um, like outfits been made. And everything like that, but nowhere didn't yet. Wait, wait, wait. So you you knew that it was postponed when you were No. I I found out that it was gonna be postponed when I was in my layover. 
Wow. That's how yeah, serious so I was already got. halfway. Yeah, I was already halfway across the world. Um, so it, it changed from, because I think that's the, re- I think after missing my first flight, I wouldn't have been so adamant to go uh, if it wasn't for the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, he was getting married. So I think if, if, if you know, logistically, if I found out before um, I got into rebook the flight, I probably wouldn't have been saved going to, you know, when, when the wedding was rescheduled. But because um, I was already there, it was like, well, I've never been to Africa, um, mm-hmm. never been to Nigeria. I was like, I'm going to make the most of this. And it was a, it was only a short time, like I said, because I missed the original flight mm-hmm. and I was ca- still catching the same flight back. Well, not the same flight, but around about the same time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, my my time there was was very limited. Wow. And and so, okay, so what did you do in Nigeria? So now the wedding is postponed and that is to be continued. But continued. I, I can't tell you how excited I am for Al- Alfred. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I excited mean, that he found... Man. Such a good man. Yes, uh, because I remember our conversations at Nando's and just how mm. he was just ready. And I honestly, I remember it to this day because it stood out because he was he's, he's just an, uh, an impressive person, I think, who was just ready to settle down. Like... He yeah, was searching Alfred, for day. He's the he's the type of character that you know. He, once he puts his mind on something, like he's he's going to achieve it. Um, and and it, you know, it's we do this thing amongst my kind of like that that circle of friends where, you know, we meet. Well, in lockdown, we've been doing a weekly meet where um, on a Zoom chat where one person presents on a topic and we and we talk about the topic and, but also kind of like. We do quarterly goals where we can kind of like you know we we discuss what we want to achieve in the wow. next quarter and for the year and and you know the the measure the measurements and all this that you know what steps you're going to take to to in order you know you for a goal to be realistic you have it has to be measurable and yeah and that's one of the things that um that, that could really hold me accountable for is 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 what what is what is the what is the practical steps you're going to take to achieve that goal and and I feel like it's it's important to have that in friends in a friendship circle. Woo! All right, Jared, you're dropping some gems here. I mean, literally. <laughs> I mean, and I think I'm gonna take that lesson that you just said and just put it out mm-hmm. there to our general audience, right? I know a lot of people are saying they want to travel. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of people are saying they want to travel to Africa. So as you just said, goals are measurable. And in, in order for us to um meet a lot of these goals, we have to take some step to a lot of these goals. So if like Duran, you want to travel to Nigeria, wherever in Africa, first of all, you need to start taking some steps in probably saving or doing some research 100%. or however you can get there. Are. Exactly. Listening to this podcast, which you are, because stuff like this help you gather information in how you could make your next move. And honestly, Duran, that is impressive that you have a group of friends who is actually just, you know, holding each other accountable which is probably something we all need to do in 2021 because, you know, 2020 was a dangerous year. But um, maybe if we all, you know, held each other accountable to some of the goals that we all would set for ourselves, aside from travel, um, maybe we would all see a brighter year. Um, yeah. Completely agree. Completely agree. And it's it's essential, just like I said, to have to have that backbone in and in in. in in your life because like, like i said they even you know sometimes goals change or you know because of covid things changed and, and you have to even with that you it's good to have that soundboard to to readjust mm-hmm. you know you know touch your neighbor and say sometimes you got to readjust and and and, and that's sometimes how you, you gotta readjust and, neighbor <laughs> <laughs> yeah like and 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 that's how you not you don't get stuck in in kind of like you know habits and Ooh. and and start to feel that you're you're not you're not seeing the world you're not progressing or you're not you're not getting that that, Preach. that salary increase that, <laughs> yeah. this is about channeling let's let's go back let's, okay let's go back all right Gerard Gerard is is opening up our podcast with a word <laughs> Listen, you are the bishop. You are the bishop. Listen, this is no, this is good for um, listen, this is this is the first podcast that we need this inspiration for you know this year because I would 2021, 2020. What I'll tell you, I mean, I, I was saying to you that 
you know, before recording this podcast, I um, and we're taking a little turn from the conversation, but it's OK. It's necessary. Um, like coming on to this conversation, I was just a little bit thrown off and a little bit upset coming on to this podcast because of what had happened, like a demon from 2020 Ooh. presented itself in 2021. <laughs> and it basically just threw Not my whole um, I tell you, I mean, and it just threw my experience. Threw everything off. Um, and what I had to start doing, even before coming here and prepping to talk to you, I just had to prep myself. Um, to had to center myself, um, center myself just for the future and even dealing with situations like that. Um, but yeah, so we know stuff like what you're talking it's about a, is going to be imperative to bring us success in 2021. Yeah, because the because the thing is, and I, and you know, I, I think everybody will say we, you know, last year was tough. It was mm-hmm. a tough year, like, and and sometimes those getaways, those 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 little trips here and there to a different place, gives us that kind of like, you know, that it's it's almost like therapy. Like, it's that it's that bit of happiness that can help us. Then you know, give us that energy to you know push forward in 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 day to day life. And, yeah, and not having that was, I think, like really affected people's kind of like happiness and you know mental stability and and you know this year i'm just like no 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 like if i can travel like i'm going to travel even though to be fair you know we've started off the year in lockdown over here in the uk <laughs> so it's not looking too promising but um yeah it's, it's it's really it's really taking space to look after to look after your head and and find where's your happiness and because if you're putting your happiness in other people you're going to come across um these demons a lot you know what i'm saying but if your happiness Oof. is anchored in something else you Oof. know you know who's your anchor actually who's your anchor um it's, it's, <laughs> you it's, are it's right deal, you are it's right it's easier to deal with those challenging areas that because they always come in life like that's it's a guarantee so yeah. it's, it's how it's your perception to them and 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 how you and how you deal with it and you can and you can turn those things into a positive experience like wow so mind oh wow okay yeah i mean that <laughs> that was definitely helpful i'm going to turn that whole situation which i thought i was over with and done with mentally but you know i'm gonna yeah, it, it's, it's gonna turn it, around it's gonna turn around it's gonna turn around wow but back to nigeria um yes. what <laughs> but this was good i'm, I'm happy for that um so what it so wedding is cancelled that's to be continued we're gonna have a part two whatever that happens um but what did you do in nigeria you were in lekki what was the lekki Lekki, experience like were they out i know december is known as dirty december like what was (laughs) that so i was there in the first week in jan so okay i was meant to be there for new year's but um Mm -hmm. but because because of uh, the missed flight i missed that so yeah first week in jan and you know um I think COVID over there, I wouldn't say, well, even though I had somebody be like, well, they said to me, COVID doesn't exist. And, <laughs> and, and it's, you know, the sunshine is just killing over here. And I'm just like, uh, it very much does because the reason why I'm here has been affected like by COVID. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure that's the case. Yeah. But um, I do think how it's being dealt with over there, is, I mean, obviously it's differently, you know, um, they have fewer cases and, and mm. um, less deaths, and I think I, I just think that they're more accustomed to dealing with viral infections. Mm. So um, you know, like malaria and things like that. So they have there's there's, there's a host of kind of like um, I guess different medication out there that that they can use to help with COVID symptoms. This is this is me just speculating. I I, yeah. I really don't have any idea. Um, mm-hmm. But. Um, so yeah, that's why I, I, from my perspective, I didn't think COVID was taken as seriously, um, consistently all over the places that I went to. However, um, for me and the people who I was traveling with, like you know, we always wore our masks. Um, mm-hmm. We ate outside. I think at every um, kind of like venue that we went to, and you know, just make sure you know hand sanitizer and did what we can do to to adhere to kind of like covid guide or well, whatever guideline or covid measurements whatever you want to call wow. them to just for safety um but i mean there was like cause it, we went to we went to moist beach house club which was really it was really nice because um i mean that was one where i took the picture that's on the blog 
Yeah, um, check it out. It literally, yeah, it was it was just beautiful sunset. Um, and, you know, when I when I write the blog, I'm gonna put some more pictures in there. Hopefully, I don't know if you could put a video up on there as well. It was just, definitely. It's just it was just a beautiful um, sunset beach, um, and we were in kind of like the VIP section, just bottles, mm. bottles, bottles, and just drinking and eating and okay. like smoking seashell. It was it was. It was just a vibe. It was good people. It was good energy. Like mm. the sun shining. Like it was paradise. Like in that moment, I like I felt like I was in paradise. Like wow, um, wow. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy you said that. Uh, you said you felt like you were in paradise in Africa, because the yeah. truth is, based on the narratives we have heard, especially from a Western perspective, no one would, especially years ago, um, would have yeah. said they felt like they were in paradise. Africa was mm-hmm. always known and we, our outgoing president called Africa, certain countries in Africa, whole well, we nations. Spoke about that. Yeah. Um, but you said <laughs> you felt. Let's not talk about that. Let's not, <laughs> talk, about that. Let's not even talk about me. this guy. <laughs> but um, you said you felt like you were in paradise. And I think this is good because the point is we really want a lot of our listeners to, to really look at Africa from a different lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I know 100%. a lot of black countries. I, I've heard it a lot in the Caribbean. A lot of people, even though they they have admiration for Africa, a lot of these times the narratives that you know even people like what our pr- president would have said comes into the narrative, um, and yeah, it's not I okay. Mean, I mean, obviously, like Africa, you know, as a continent and and its nations have there's a lot there's obviously a lot of systemic issues and, and infrastructure um issues that that are happening but yeah i mean it's you there's there's infrastructure issues everywhere and it's again and, and it's, um, what's highlighted by the media isn't isn't the the big picture it mm-hmm. isn't the full picture and and when you highlight a negative aspect so much like it, it does give an incorrect view of what you know nigeria is about or what africa is about and and it's like the only thing you can do to to correct it is is get up and go and see it for yourself because you're always going to be fed secondhand somebody else's version of yeah of what, even when even my version where where I'm telling you I had such a great time you you definitely should go it's just my version and 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 my perspective like you can't beat having your own experience, your own experience. And, and judging for yourself like they're beautiful people and 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 I feel like if you love if you have a love for kind of like I guess humanity and, and like especially like your black brothers and sisters like you will just go there and just feel comfortable and um and that's what i did man i just felt like i was just going to like a different part of home wow <laughs> that that is good Gerard. that is good um wow and so did you venture to any other area other than lecky um like i it was in victoria island like it was it was everything everything i did was round kind of like that main like area lecky victoria island okay. um yeah okay. uh not too far even though like <laughs> for me i guess knowing the areas is, is a bit difficult because we got stuck in traffic that was one that was one of the like real negative things if, I was gonna, <laughs> if there was one con i was going to say about the trip it would be that we were stuck in traffic oh for hours and, and, for, and hours. for a place that yeah for hours where it would, where it would only be like a 20 minute journey but what? because the traffic was so bad, it was, I think it was one of the nights was three hours and three you know, hours for a 20 minute two, journey for a 20 minute journey. And, and so Nigeria at the moment on, on a, on a curfew. Um, so, which, so everything, like everybody tends to go home at like midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though sometimes we weren't leaving at like midnight, we were leaving a bit before and, and still just getting stuck in just hella traffic. <laughs> like wow. that's the only thing that I can. Yeah. That was wow. definitely probably one of the cons, the only con, um, I would say. Okay. Wow. And so in, in, in one of our last podcasts from the last season, we, we, we touched on NSAWS. Actually, the NSAWS yeah. episode was literally one of our most trending one. Um, nice. have, so since you were in Nigeria, what are the remnants of NSARS? What did you still feel yeah. um, a connection to NSARS? Was there still a movement? Did you see it? Like, what are your observations like, regarding that? So, I mean, my friend pointed out, you know, where the, um, I guess the catastrophe happened and, and 
um and you can see you you can see the scars you can definitely see the scars from it um but um yeah it's 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 the app i i didn't feel an atmosphere there regarding it to be honest uh I, and but that's probably just from my uh, the perspective that i saw of my gym was very privileged and, and like i have to really understand that you know um it, it wasn't it wasn't just you know the average uh i guess view of, of, of nigeria i i i definitely saw um you know some of its it's it's the, the nicest parts do you get what i'm saying so um i have to i have to take that into the picture but um there's definitely from even from conversations with people on some of the topics there's definitely like a a urgency to to you know mobilize the uh, and unify um and and like really I, I feel like the end um SARS showed that you know the youth of of that of that generation now are are really you know involved and 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 i guess politically um I don't, I, I don't want to say inspired. I don't think that's not the word to use, but you know, technology is enabling enabling the youth to connect much better and yeah. and mobilize better. And I think um, where they're at now is is um, they've got an opportunity to to really uh, progress progress this 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 and uh, like, oh, I guess hold the government and you know people in the power accountable for for the things that they're doing for mm. where they're spending their money because like there's they, one thing that it shows is that there's ma- there was masses behind this movement. It wasn't it wasn't a small group of people. It was, it was masses and and um and there's power in numbers. So you know if we can if they can I guess use that um positively uh, or in 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 a in a way it can really provide social change. But I mean there's so much different issues to it. It's not it's it's such a complex issue um and 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 other kind of like connecting um issues into it that it's not just there's not just one answer to it but in terms of your question yes i could there was still you could still see the scars and the Mm. remnants of it got you um well it's good that you know you you it's still alive because Mm -hmm. that's the thing with a lot of movements they they tend to die and especially with the media um you know not covering it as much as they would have um, you know, because it's still a fight that has it's is ongoing, right? Um, so hopefully, a lot of we, we our hope is a lot of the um the 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 things that the people in the NSARS protest and movement were asking for, a lot of those things would become reality. A lot of things that we're asking mm-hmm. for would become reality. Um, but yeah, so we know Africa. We we've heard a lot about African art. We've heard. Uh, well, a lot of us are watching a lot of um, African movies. Netflix have a lot of them and good ones. Um, so Nollywood is huge. Um, and African. What's 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 your are you watching Nollywood at the moment? What's your what's your recommendation? Because I haven't I haven't tapped into the to the Nigerian entertainment industry. My my um I like I like when I watch stuff, I like I like the acting to be of a a certain standard in the storyline and <laughs> I unfortunately don't get that from um Nollywood. Um you I have mean, very to... rarely get it from, very rarely get it from Hollywood to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> like but, but, <laughs> what what is the British um um scene call? Um uh, what is it called? It's it's Hollywood here. What do you guys call yours? I, I don't I, I don't know what the film industry is called here. I don't know if they they have I don't, they have I don't think they have like a a a, a center place where there isn't a place like that that's known for like film industry, I guess. Like, but there's definitely yeah, there's no. definitely film theater, theater and industry, and obviously TV work in in London. And I mean, we produce better actors anyway. They're they're more skilled. Like, it's mm. it's, it's known. Like, you look it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you have you have you have you have talent, but I, but we're the standard. Oh, okay, okay. If 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 you say so, um, I I I disagree. Do we have though? You guys, there's a lot of British influences in a lot of the American scene, so maybe I can't argue that. But so you say you don't um watch Nollywood, but you no. listen to um a lot of the Nigerian music. So let's talk a lot about the art, art as a whole, meaning the 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 music, the the the, the movies, TV, and also 
art in itself, like the, the paintings, what um, probably what did you observe in Nigeria regarding the art scene? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that's a good question. I went to a art gallery, um, and and it was. It, I mean, the 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 work was was beautiful. Um, I believe it was called Nico Campbell, or you, I have to I have to find out the name of the artist. But um, yeah, it was it was the, the artwork was beautiful, and and you know, African artwork is 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 you know, it's it's art in general is it really a reflection of of kind of like what society is going through mm. um and and i think oftentimes when it's when art's done well it's it, it will show a mirror up to you know the the viewer and and it really did uh, with the allegory that i went to it really showed a window into kind of like you know just some of the important themes in 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 nigeria and lagos and you know the people and and it was beautiful man like that's that's like i would i would literally just you know get captivated by by one of the pictures and and just see you know the intricate detail and 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 one of the things that i really saw a lot was just just i think it would probably be like just determination and resilience like mm. that's what i saw in, in that art gallery is determination and resilience like you see like the people have a drive like <laughs> no other and 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 I, it definitely was reflected in that artwork i have pictures of that too so i'll try and um, include that in the blog as well wow that's <laughs> that's that's important you know our people i mean you said you see the determination and resilience um from the gallery which represents the people but we know that a lot of black people come from africa well all black, mm -hmm. most black people We're come from africa yeah. um and we also in our different diasporas or in the diaspora have the same determination and resilience and it's important Interesting that you said you see it represented mm -hmm. in the artwork. Wow, that is good. And so how important do you think um, it is for the diaspora to be unified in our efforts to bring positive impact um, to Africa as a whole? That's such an interesting question. Um, I think it's important. I do think that the diaspora have an important role to play Um you know, it, the, you know, the diaspora is influential and then it has money as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever there's those two, like there's definitely a work that can be done. But I don't see it as a, a you know, the diaspora is the savior of Africa or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I think everything that Africa needs is within Africa. The talent, the skills, the um, the resources is there. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really just kind of like, I think it's strategy um, and unification. Makes um, sense. And I, and I think that's where the the diaspora can help with that. But then I mean, you know, we have the diaspora have have, have its own problem from being in 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 you know in its in a system um, that's not that wasn't built or created for us. Do you know what I'm saying? It's 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 so you know we have our own kind of like systemic issues. But um, but yeah, I do think we're in 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 a good place. Um, to you know I, I think invest invest in africa man like that's mm. that's 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 what i would would push like invest wow wow <laughs> invest in africa it, it almost yeah. almost bring me back to i think a point melissa in one of our podcasts talk about investing in the caribbean um yeah investment in these and areas are both, are important. both 100 percent, 100 like not just africa you know me i'm, I'm jamaican just mm -hmm. to to clarify big uh, up so it was a <laughs> so it was it was uh, you know british jamaican i so i was uh, you know british jamaican roaming around in in nigeria um but yeah you know it, like when i say africa um I, again i for me in, includes the caribbean in, like the diaspora isn't just kind of like the african diaspora the um I was I referring to the Caribbean as well, Caribbean and just as well. you know the the unification of, of of black people. Like I just things in common than than differences, but um, I think sometimes mm. we tend to to focus on our differences, which causes more friction. It's like you, we don't need to do that. I mean, you pronounce plantain one way, and somebody else pronounce it plantain, plantain, and it's like so. What do you, you understand? What I'm saying when I say plantain. Yes, I understand what you're saying when you say plantain. Let's let's eat. It's, it, uh, like, it's, it, I don't think it needs to be more than that. But I think sometimes we let these little 
um, little things kind of like just cause friction and mm-hmm. and they, just, they don't need to like there's, there's, we have enough kind of like you know I don't want to say enemies but you know there's enough there's enough things in the world that, that are causing enemies. us to be a lot right, of enemies you know <laughs> there's, there's enough there's enough people out there that want to kill black people like we've seen it like we know it like it's what we're experiencing it's what the protests are about so I don't see why we would let language or what type of food we eat or how you pronounce something split us apart. You get what I'm saying? It's exactly. Just, it's, it's just small things. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. And th- th- those are some very good points. And I guess the last question on this is how mm-hmm. important do you see travel playing a, a major impact in unifying the diaspora uh, um, with the native land of Africa? I mean, like travel is obviously quintessential because you've got to go. Like you can't, if you, I think one of the big things with the diaspora is that we're disconnected. We're disconnected from mm-hmm. the land. And, and I think that's one of the things that I noticed when I went to Jamaica, um, when um, it's, it's something that I noticed um, in, in Africa as well. And I presume, you know, it would be, I'm happy to be corrected if, if I'm wrong, but I presume it would be correct of um, different people is that, you know, the people of the native people who stay there and live there, uh, there's there's a bit of a rift between us and the diaspora because because you know we it's like we grew up in different lands, like and and I think I think mending that that rift is important because we're yeah. the same people, we're just under the same people. Like it's it's again it goes back to those differences and not emphasizing the differences, but um working on what what is is the things that bring us together and, and that those common denominators and things like that, 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 um, that bring humans together, man. And that, that bring out that humane side of people that, that, that ultimately unifies and harmonizes. Wow. <laughs> that is good. Wow. And I guess the last question be- before we end this segment is mm-hmm. what would, what would be your favorite food in Nigeria? <laughs> Did you try a goosey stew? Did you try no, suya? Did you? Did. Oh my no god! No suya. I, I, no, I didn't. Um, I was very. I I didn't step out my box too Ooh. much. To be honest, I'm. I'm, I'm actually, it's because my diet has is changing, and I've really gone to kind of like a fish based. I'm not gonna got fish out there. Don't get me wrong, but I I I've been changing my diet of kind of like recent years. So, um, and I think trust me, like the westerners' stomach isn't built to to um take to take certain traditional foods you know like if you especially especially if you didn't grow up on it i tried yeah I, I i've had i've had plenty of african food before um and i had i had um i went to eat at like a restaurant called the house um and i had their jollof rice as well there mm-hmm. um but I, I i definitely when i go back like i i would love to to try more um but no, I didn't. I didn't step out of my comfort zone <laughs> too much. You were having yeah. your burgers, which is your very fish unlike and me. chips. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have fish and chips in there. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong for that. Oh but, my god. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I had salmon, like fish. Uh, um, I had, I had chicken. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Other than kind of like the jollof, um, it was like a special. It was their house special, kind of like jollof, and it was really nice. Um. And like, I guess the main time that I was going to uh, eat more traditional food would have been at the wedding. Yeah. Okay. So I guess... I'm, I'm very much like, I'm very much like, I like, I will try it. But if we're going to a restaurant, it needs to be, you've eaten here and recommend, I know it's good. If you haven't eaten here, don't, don't recommend it to me or say, try it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be eaten here and tried it. Like, I will eat, like, if my, if my friend had cooked it, I, I like like he cooked one time when we were at university cooked some jollof and it was the best jollof I've tasted honestly like I I I always right. say this like okay um so like yeah the I'm I'm weird and that's how I am with 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 food in general mm-hmm. but I do when I travel I do like to try local cuisine Got um, you. but it's not something that I did much to be honest so 
Trip two, I'll definitely, I'll have more to say about that. Got you. So part two conversation, we're going to hear a lot more from Gerard about his 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 local experiences with some of the local <laughs> cuisines like Suya, um, like uh, Igusi Stew. These are, these are names that I my friends would have said to me, not that I've had a lot of them, but I've had Suya. <laughs> and I love You're Suya, actually. Um, Jolov and... You know the puff puff and all these things. Oh, that I'm I do sure. like puff puff. puff, yeah, puff. Oh, it's so good. Um, I'm sure a lot I of those things have, will be at their wedding. Sugaries. Yeah, definitely. I, I get I mean, these things again because I'm kind of like I guess I don't say what, I'm not watching what I'm eating, but like I say I've changed my diet a bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, but when you're on vacation, that goes out the window. Like I I I drank probably so much. Like it was yeah, it was it was a lot of drinking. So mm. um, yeah, food. Uh, was yeah, it was. I I didn't step out my box too much, but like I said, definitely. Um, but I'm not. I'm even yam. Like I feel like you know, pounds of yam and all that. I'm not. I'm not a yam person. I don't. I don't eat yam in. From but for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. But for the culture, I would definitely. I would, like I said, I'll definitely try. And um, did you have Nigerian beer? Is there a name that you could recommend? No, I didn't have. I we were drinking Jack Daniels and Hennessy. <laughs> Buying the bottles in the club. Okay. All <laughs> no, right. Okay. I'm missing it out. I'm missing it out. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to close this segment of the conversation. And when we come back, we're going to wrap everything up um, with Joran joining us all the way from London. So stay tuned. So welcome back to the conversation with Joran and myself, Asher Cunningham, um, founder of Young Black Travels. I don't know if I introduced myself earlier in the podcast, but <laughs> yes, um, I'm Asher. You are. Yeah, um, Asher, founder of Young Black Travelers. And again, yes. we have Joran um, talking to us all the way from across the pond over there in the UK on lockdown, you know. You and this pond. Yes, it's across the Atlantic. Let's say that across the Atlantic, right? <laughs> um, but you know, thank you, Joran, for joining us, and thank you guys for sticking with us. We're yeah, we're all the way at the end of this conversation, and like we've done on every season of our podcast at the tail end in segment three of the Young Black Travels podcast, we usually shout out one of our followers. And sometimes they're usually connected to our guest. And today we are going to shout out on this episode, um, Ashley High Ainsley. And he is a friend of Joran. He follows Young Black Travelers. Ashley Ainsley. Ashley Ainsley. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley Ainsley, a friend of Joran. Um, his Instagram is A-K-A-I-N-S-L-E-Y. Um, again, that's A-K-A-I-N-S-L-E-Y. Go give him a follow. Give him a like. Check his yes, page out. Good yes, content. He, he, yeah, he has some really good content um, on his page. And he's a know, traveler as well. A traveler at heart. Young black traveler at heart, which is what we like to see because, again, we are young black travelers trying to promote travel um, amongst black and minority youths in particular, but to everyone who are black and minority who wants that inspiration. Um, so yes. Ashley, we're shouting you out. Big up, hey, my Ashley. friend. Big up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Joran. So our last um questions before we call it a quits for the day. Um, what are the top three countries that you have visited thus far? Oh, that's a good question. Um <laughs> Top three. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to put New York. I love New York. I. I mean, I. You. I feel like you. You could have guessed that one. To be fair, I. Well, I, I New York I've is a city. So many times. <laughs> so, and and it's a state, right? And a state, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, that I, that's definitely one of my favorite destinations. Travel to. It's just again, it's like going home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that feeling. Um, I enjoy Amsterdam. Amsterdam is fun. Got so I do enjoy going to Amsterdam. I don't know what's the third one. Um, it's like a toss up between maybe Santorini in Greece or Vegas. 
<laughs> so you you stated cities for us so that is all right so vegas oh well, you are you in countries, countries but that's okay so, Top mixture countries cities. so uh okay so out of santorini or vegas which will be your pick okay let's are they the same vibe no, they're definitely, definitely completely different vibes. But I enjoyed them both. But Got like, you. I was I was trying to see which one I enjoyed more. It probably was San, it probably would be Santorini. That like, is different type of different type of vacation. Mm-hmm. Both of them, but um, I had a great time in Vegas on that weekend. So, but no, <laughs> I would I'll say Santorini. Okay, okay. And what has been your favorite trip so far? Today. Okay, see, that, I think that's that's probably the question that I was a- answering rather than the first one country, with the countries. I was thinking of what's been my favorite places to see. Um, my favorite trip, oh, New York. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are the best. Um, you know, but it's going to be when. Okay, so I did a trip. Yeah, I think around 2016, and it was actually so a few friends from New York came to uh, London and then we did uh, Amsterdam we parted in London Amsterdam and then we went to Iceland and we oh. parted there and ate there and it was just great it was fun it was good vibes great food um, yeah it, it was an experience for the book so I definitely can't speak about all of all of the activities that happened all of that trip <laughs> in this podcast however I will say it was definitely we can on another um, podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Amsterdam have come up a few times for you on this podcast so Amsterdam yeah, seems ooh. to be the vibe and I would co-sign Amsterdam yeah. is a vibe yes. so if you haven't visited Amsterdam if Amsterdam isn't on your list I recommend putting Amsterdam on your list it's honestly no, so I've much heard, go ahead I've heard that they're closing the coffee shops to um, foreigners Really? Um, yeah, which would, would probably devastate their uh, tourist industry there. But I, I, I read an article, but I don't know how how um, reliable the source was. I can't even remember what the source was. But um, wow, yeah. yeah so that, that would that would be very negative. I think so. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's it's a city. I also think that is so much more than the coffee shops. But the coffee shops do have a major. Um, you know, pull for Amsterdam in a sense. Yeah. So that will I be devastating. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I agree. I definitely agree that. There's definitely loads of things to do, but you can do all those things after visiting the coffee shop as well. So. <laughs> and when we say coffee shop, we're going to have a whole podcast on this. I'm, I'm going to tell my Amsterdam uh, experience, but coffee shops are not a place you go for coffee. You know, coffee shops. You can shops, get coffee. You can get coffee. Yeah, but you know, that's not the main uh, reason for going to coffee shops. The coffee shops is where people go to, to get um, any weed or weed infused yes, item, right? So you could get brownies, uh, you could get different things from a coffee shop. And I think in Amsterdam, cafes are co- is where you go to get, um, you know, your coffee. So yeah. just know the differences in those terms. When you go to Amsterdam, don't go to a coffee shop expecting coffee. Go to a cafe <laughs> expecting your coffee. <laughs> and Jared, um, where are you traveling to next? Probably when COVID, well, when COVID is done uh, or when yeah. you get off a lockdown. <laughs> when I get off a lockdown. So uh, I've been in a few, I've just got talks. There's nothing been planned. I think uh, the thing with what, with Nigeria, um, you know, I had it booked advance and a lot of anticipation to go. So when it didn't turn out exactly how, I guess I was expecting um, because of COVID and, and I guess the stress behind it too. And I also needed to get a visa as well to travel because, mm. yeah, the British passport doesn't get you into Nigeria oh, without wow. a visa. Yeah, so, and it was quite an expensive visa as well. So I was just a bit like, yeah. Um, oh, they, they don't even let the mother, well, the quote unquote motherland in. <laughs> the Commonwealth. What, the motherland? No. Well, well you know, no. you know the, they, the, the they, way you call them, um, the imperialist. <laughs> the imperialisted. The British Empire is a long time gone and over. I, like it's not. It is. It's dead. not anything to be. The the most current thing about it is the Crown on Netflix. So, I need to watch that. I need to watch oh, that. Oh, it's, it's interesting. Apparently, it's, it's very, very, um, kind of like 
real to the storyline or what happens so oh yeah okay okay recommend cool cool so you have no um trip so yeah yet. that's what i was saying um so yeah so there's just a few talks cape town in april Woo. if 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 south if south africa you know don't okay. close their doors on british citizens um i'm thinking jamaica in may i'm gonna i'm, I'm actually planning to book that at the end of this month uh wow. and i so the idea was to do jamaica and then come to the states for memorial weekend Ooh. um but again I, who knows if you guys are going to let us in as well I, <laughs> is I, jamaica I letting you guys that. in yeah I don't, I, again i don't know if jamaica <laughs> is letting people in as, as well so I, I yeah i might put it down and hope for the best um you know i got travel insurance and whatnot mm-hmm. um My God. but yeah so yeah jamaica and then states as well and then my friends were talking about Croatia, so that's um that's a consideration as well. Okay. Um, if we could put that in, and also I was thinking, discussing with um, going with Shay actually to um, Bahamas, um, no, not Bahamas, Barbados, oh. and doing a a um, wait, Bahamas, yeah, um, they're two different a, um, ones. They're two different. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was a little slow there. Um, yeah, it was definitely uh, Barbados, and. Um, yeah, so like, because we're working remotely now, it's like you can, I can work from wherever. Oh. Um, so I might do like a, a few weeks out there. Um, good, good. Yeah. Wow. Well, I say I might do that. I don't know. It's something. It's something that I'm considering. I think it would be nice. Um, yeah. I, I definitely think it would be nice. But wow, they have the welcome stamp. And Shay is great company. So she is. Um, she's good people. <laughs> so yes, good, good. Wow. So Jared, thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Young Black Travelers podcast. The first thank you um, for having me. Yes, the first episode of season four. So you are our first guest. You have blessed this season. And I think opening opening the bishop has yes. opened this season I think with some of the sound You're words the bishop. don't speak don't speak that no, I, no, no. no bishop. <laughs> with the sound words you have imparted <laughs> on us for 2021 I think we are going to go forth in 2021 to conquer yes. because you spread your seed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes you have you have really um been, been been a good guest so thank you again for joining us um and i want to remind everyone that we are listener supported podcast um so con- consider contributing to us monthly through anchor so simply go to anchor.fm and go to our young black travels page and and donate to our podcast monthly um also remember to check us out on instagram check us out on facebook check us out on twitter and continue to listen to our podcast share our podcast um follow us leave a comment tell your friends about us and thank you for listening to the young black travelers podcast also one more thing remember to stay safe covid is still real um and we want everyone to you know just have a prosperous year so be safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, be social distance, which Duran and I are doing, you know, like he's miles away. Um, <laughs> so be social distance and, 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 and watch what you are doing because COVID is still real. So thank you again for watching the, for listening to the Young Black Travels podcast. And until next time, take care.